You're listening to the Hey, It's Katie Q podcast. This podcast is creating a real and hopeful community, supporting imperfect journeys to parenthood. And I'm your host, Katie. It's my goal to remind you that there is no one path to becoming a parent. This podcast will provide a space to walk alongside you in your grief after pregnancy or infant loss, or through any struggles you might be facing on your journey to parenthood. I'm here to provide you with the tools to find joy again and to hold space for you at any step alongside your journey. I'm so grateful you're here and look forward to connecting with you. Today is part three of a three-part series documenting the story of my husband Adam and myself becoming parents to our first baby, Sylvia Catherine Quaid, born sleeping at 18 weeks one day. Throughout my time during pregnancy, I documented our journey through my blog, and I want to share the series of blog posts with you so you can get to know us and a little bit more about what we experienced. Just a little bit of a trigger warning that these blog posts were written in real time when we were going through and experiencing the worst days and pain of our lives, so it might be a little bit hard to listen to. After I share our story, I will begin interviewing other moms, dads, nurses, therapists, friends and family members of the pregnancy and infant loss community, and really any any parents or anyone who has experienced a less traditional journey to parenthood. I'm here to build this platform and to hold space for all journeys to parenthood that have been less traveled. Thanks for being here and enjoy this episode. This blog post was written on May 8th, 2020. On May 8th, 2020, at 12.05 a.m., our baby, Sylvia Catherine Quaid, was born, weighing 8.1 ounces and 9 inches long. Many of the nurses told us that she looked big for only being 18 weeks and one day old. Never in one million years could I have ever even begun to imagine what this pregnancy journey would have looked like for us. A few days ago, we were still so filled with hope, thinking that this baby was truly going to be our little miracle, a medical mystery that would defy all odds. In a sense, that's still true because she was a fighter until the very end. We believe our little fighter had a heartbeat up until the delivery happened. She didn't want to give up, but my body was ready to deliver. On Wednesday afternoon, I started to have some abdominal pains. I chalked it up to being part of the stool softener I had just taken, but as the day went on, the pains got worse, along with my bleeding. Around 8 p.m., we called the on-call doctor, and she said to monitor things and to come in if the bleeding increased. Finally, around 2.30 a.m., the pains were so intense that we decided to once again, for the third time in the middle of the night, drive 50 minutes to our hospital. We quickly packed our overnight bags, hoping that we wouldn't need them, and made what seemingly felt like a three-hour drive. As we arrived at the hospital, we were sent to a triage room on the labor and delivery floor. We were soon greeted by our nurse, Michelle, who had been so kind to us during our stay two weeks prior. She comforted us, took some blood work, and eventually gave me some pain medication to help with the pain. The night turned into daylight and we were admitted to the hospital. That morning, I had an ultrasound with maternal fetal medicine. After the ultrasound, I was given a blood transfusion because my hemoglobin had dropped so low throughout the course of the week. In the early afternoon, we were greeted by our nurse, 
a doctor from maternal fetal medicine and the on-call physician. We were told that there were essentially no fluids surrounding our baby, less than one centimeter, and while her heart was still beating, my cervix was starting to dilate, and the hemorrhage that I had three weeks prior had tripled in size. There was no way around it. My body was preparing, and it was essential for me to deliver this baby now. The doctors gave us two choices. We could have a natural birth and induce the labor where the baby would be stillborn, and we would get to meet her and hold her, or we could have a surgical procedure, a D&E, where the baby is surgically removed and you do not get the chance to meet them. Even though I couldn't fathom the thought of delivering my baby who wasn't alive, and I knew it was going to be traumatic, we needed to do this for us. We needed to meet our firstborn child. The rest of the events unfolded not so quickly. I began taking medicine to induce my labor around 1.30 p.m. along with an epidural and delivered our baby at 12.05 a.m. I can't really describe what it feels like to deliver a baby that isn't living, to have to meet someone and hold this tiny little life in your hands that's no longer alive, to meet someone that you made who is living inside of you that you won't get a chance to live a life that you had imagined with them. Today has been hard. The past few months have been hard. Yesterday was probably the hardest day of my life. Today we grieve. Tomorrow we will grieve. Grief is going to be sneaky, I can already tell. It's going to catch up with me during the minutes I least expect it. Just when I think I'm doing okay, that I'm tough and that I can do this, that's when it's going to hit. Today, the hospital chaplain came to see us. This is our third time meeting her because it's our third stay in the hospital during the past three weeks. She said a short prayer service for Sylvia and baptized her with holy water from the Jordan River, the same river where Jesus was baptized. As she said the service, Adam and I sat together in the hospital bed, holding our baby who was sleeping, praying with her and knowing that she had the fast pass to heaven. She's already flying with the angels and singing with her great-grandma Sylvia. We know Grandma Sylvia will take good care of her little angel. We know she's in good hands. Last weekend when we were watching church online, one of the verses of the song said this, and I'm going to hold it close to my heart. Come Christ and hold us in your care. Bring tender love to times that scare. Be by our side when we're not strong, providing hope to carry on. This morning, Adam and I sat over the bassinet and kissed our baby girl goodbye, crying the worst kind of tears. We were hoping that this wasn't how our story was going to end, but we don't always get to write the endings to our own stories. The next day, week, month will be different than the past. In a sense, we can feel some peace because we don't have to get up every single day and wonder what's going to happen. We don't have to wonder if I will be okay, if our baby will be okay, or if she is going to survive or not. Now we know she's flying in heaven. So now we put one foot in front of the other and try to get through the days. We will lean on each other, our faith, our incredible support system of family and friends. We will hope and pray for the day that we will be lucky enough to see the pregnant on a stick and to go through a hopefully less painful pregnancy journey. We will hope for the day that we get to hug our living, breathing babies tight. 
Today isn't that day, and despite today looking a little dark, we can only hope that tomorrow will be brighter. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the Hey, It's Katie Q podcast. That blog post is always really hard for me to read and to say out loud and to go back to because the memories are so vivid for me, uh, especially now uh, experiencing pregnancy after loss and knowing that hopefully that day is coming again soon where we're delivering our baby, but this time... Uh, one that's breathing and, and living. So um, it's all part of the grieving process to go through this and to share it with you and to experience those feelings. And I hope that if you are also traveling on this road that's a little less traveled, um, that this story can help provide you with a sense of hope and comfort and make you feel like you're not so alone. Um, so this concludes the three part series of our story. I will definitely share more of our, um, the grieving process and the pregnancy after loss process throughout this podcast. But now I really want to start by interviewing some other people and hearing their stories of their less traditional journeys to parenthood. So if you're one of those people that has a story like that to share, please contact us on our website. Hey, it's katieq.com. That's H-E-Y. I-T-S-K-A-T-I-E-Q.com on the contact form and we would love to connect with you and hear your story. We will see you next week. 